Before we get to today's episode, I'd just like to ask if you can please follow our social media accounts on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter at College Hockey Talk for all updates on college hockey and this podcast. Also, follow our Spotify account and subscribe to our Apple Podcast page and leave a rating and review. Doing these things helps our podcast grow, helps new people find us, and I would really appreciate it if you did those things. It means a lot. Make sure you also follow our new TikTok account at College Hockey Talk for clips from this podcast. Enjoy today's episode. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I'm joined by a very special guest, freshman from the UNH women's hockey team, Siobhan Truder, joins the show. Siobhan, welcome to the podcast, and how's everything going? Going pretty good. Almost done school. Almost going back home. Kind of excited. Nice, nice. Now, do you consider yourself a sophomore or a freshman? I wasn't quite sure since the school year is wrapping up. Oh, this year's a freshman. Next year, I'm going to be a baby freshman again. I think that's what we're going to call it. Nice, nice. And how's school been like for yourself? How's finals been going overall? Not, they've been pretty good. I like the whole week of studying. Like, it's been pretty good. And the weather's nice, so I just study outside. Nice. That's good. Yeah, I know it's starting to be 80 degrees. It feels like mm-hmm. summer's just right around the corner, so I'm looking forward to that uh, once everything is settled in. Can't wait. Now, how's the border situation for yourself? Because I know it's pretty hard to get up in Canada, and I think you can only get there if you're a Canadian citizen. So just how's that situation working out for yourself? Um, It's tough because we went home, like a few of us on my team, for a bit, and a lot of stuff happened at the border. Almost didn't get across, then got across. But now it's like we understand what we're doing. So now we have a car, we get our tests, and we should be fine, I hope. But we never know. The rules always change. Nice, nice. Well, hopefully things work out for yourself. But besides just school and hockey, what else have you been up to since the season ended a few months ago? We've been going to the beach and playing spike ball as a team. It's probably like the most fun we have. (laughs) Nice. Which beach do you go to? We go to Hampton Beach. Nice. And how do you play spike ball? Because I've never played it before. I'm more of a volleyball guy when I go to the beach. Spike ball is intense. Like you got to bank it, you got to keep it up. And we get so into it. It's it's kind of bad. Is it the similar thing to like uh, mop ball at um, before games when you just play with the soccer ball, but you just use it in between? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Awesome, awesome. So you're getting training for that too as well, which is important. Very important. Yeah. Now, regarding hockey, what are your off-season plans and what do you hope to work on regarding your game for next season? Um, This summer, well, I don't even know if there's going to be ice back home right now because everything's shut down, but probably just be in the gym, like working on my cardio, making sure that stays up. But other than that, not too much. Yeah, and I have to ask you, how do you plan to deal with the challenges of having less ice time and having gyms being limited the way they are where you're from in Ontario? I'm going to probably rollerblade. Mm -hmm. We were talking about that as like a team, whoever comes back, like rollerblading mainly and like just sticking in the garage and stuff. Did you do any rollerblading last year? Yes. Oh my gosh, the whole summer. That's all we did. Yeah, and every, talking to people that have done it, they said it's a lot different than hockey because obviously you can't really stop, but the turns are difficult as well. How did you adjust to skating on the ice versus then going on rollerblades for the summer? It does feel weird. Like rollerblading feels fine in the beginning, but when you get back onto the ice after rollerblading, it just it feels a little different, and you just like adjust really quick. Yeah, yeah. Now, I want to transition a little bit and start off this podcast talking about the beginning of your hockey career and working all the way up to where you are now with UNH. So you're from Uxbridge, Ontario. Talk about growing up there and how did you start playing hockey? So 
I lived in Scarborough, Ontario, when I was until I was four, and then I moved up to Oxbridge, and I played on the boys' team until I was, I think, minor. Adam, I was a kid still, and then me and my friend Julia Jackson, we moved to the team in Ajax, Ontario. That's all girls, and I I didn't want to go. I was like, no, I want to I want to play boys hockey. Like, was, like I was scared to go to girls hockey. So I was so comfortable playing with the boys. But we did it. We had a great year. We were like the little mighty people. We had won like every tournament we entered. And then I just stayed with Durham West my whole time and then just moved up to the juniors. Loved it there. And then luckily, like, so happy that UNH asked me for to commit because that's everything I've ever wanted. I love this school. And now I'm here and I'm, it's a dream come true. Yeah. And growing up, did you have like a favorite player that you admired? Honestly, no. I didn't really watch too much hockey. Probably my brother, honestly. Mm-hmm. I watched that. He was good. Now, when you were making the transition from boys hockey to girls hockey, what adjustments did you have to make? I'm, I'm a tall person, so I had to, like, cut down the physicality a little bit. I, I still work on that to this day, but that was probably the biggest challenge. Yeah, and the physicality, it seems like watching women's hockey, it, there is a lot of physicality. It's just in different ways compared to boys hockey. Do you think yeah. hitting should be allowed to kind of get rid of that fine line when it comes to officiating? Because when you watch officials, sometimes officials are really lenient what is a body check and what's not a body check. Then other officials are very strict on what is a body check and what's not a body check. Do you think having hitting in the game will eliminate that confusion and make it easier to call games? You're asking like the thing. I'm so for hitting, but not like full like like boards hitting. Like that's what I would always be like okay with. But like full ice, maybe not because we still – we can still get hurt that way, but I, sh- I do think it a little bit should be. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Now you were talking about how before UNH you played for the Durham West Junior Lightning. Uh, talk about your experience there, and I want to ask, how did you get the opportunity to go with that organization and play in the PWHL? Basically, I just stayed. I stuck with, like, everyone always jumps teams, but I just stayed with the whole organization my whole life. So then that gave me the opportunity to play the, on the junior team. But my midget year, we went to the SO Cup in um, Manitoba, I think it was. And that gave me the whole opportunity to play junior because that opened up for, like, people to see me play. And that's basically how I made it to the juniors. Yeah, and talk about your experience in the PWHL and what was your favorite memory with Durham overall? I love that team. Um, probably my rookie year playing with all the older girls like that was fun like just to see all of them and then we created such a bond that like we still talk to this day that was probably my favorite part now how did your experience with Durham help prepare you for college hockey with UNH it prepared me pretty well we used to box for our training and that just put us in shape like that is the reason I am in shape all we did was box I got to ask you about some of the teammates you got to play with when you were with Durham. Your first teammate is Julie Goff. She's currently playing with Penn State. What was she like as a teammate, both on and off the ice? Julie is a hilarious person. Best laugh you will ever hear. She really, she really laughs. Um, on ice, unreal. That shot, she has a shot that I wish I had. Mm-hmm. I do miss her, though. She hasn't been back in a while. And you also got to be with teammates with your current college teammate, Brianna Brooks. How cool was it to be teammates with her in juniors and now to still be teammates with her in college with UNH? No, I think we're going on like, I don't know how many years now. Like we played together since we were kids. It's, it's amazing because I feel like I have a little bit of home here because I've grown up with her my whole life. But I love playing with her. 
And you were also an assistant captain with that Durham West team. What type of leadership did you want to bring? And were you more of a lead by example or a vocal leader on the team? I feel like I'm a both. I like, I'm always vocal. As you can see, my voice is kind of gone. Um, <laughs> I am a vocal leader. Um, leading by example, I try my best because I am a physical person. I don't want people to get penalties, but I want them to be passionate and like stay positive. That's like the main goal I have for when I lead. Now you also got to play for Team Ontario Blue. Uh, what was it like playing for your province? And just talk about being a part of that tournament in the national stage. It was fun. Like, it, like as we were, since we live in Ontario, we have like these camps that like, prepare us for this stuff. So when we went to, when I made it on the team, I was like so happy because these camps are hard. They are hard camps. But once you get on that team, I was so happy and so honored to be chosen for Blue. Like all the girls I met, unreal players and most of them like committed i'm pretty sure and they're all like have a huge hockey cure left yeah and i gotta ask you what was your reaction when you got that phone call when you made the team where were you when you found out i was in the car actually i do remember this i was in the car random number i'm like oh shoot i know everything's coming out soon picked it up i pulled over actually because i was a little nervous and then they like siobhan like full name my whole name you've made team blue. And I was like, no way. Like finally, I'm so happy. That's awesome. And I kind of asked, want to ask you as well, what was your recruitment process like to UNH and when did you realize you wanted to go there? So me and Brianna Brooks went on a huge D1 tour when we were in grade nine. So around like 15. And we were just touring all these schools. We went to Penn. Most of you went to Maine. And then we actually didn't have an offer here, but our friend Ray went here. So we wanted to like see where she went. And then right when we got here, we found love. We both did. Like the campus is just, it doesn't feel like a school. It just feels like a little community. And then it's so close to the beach, which I love because I don't get that back home. And then I fell in love. I committed that same day I saw this place. Yeah, I know. And it's crazy because UNH is a beach like right next door, but there's also the mountains as well, which is yes. also close by. So you kind of get the best of both worlds. Mm. Now, what was the biggest adjustment you had to make to college hockey? Was it the speed of the game or kind of just the mental side of the game, making quicker decisions with the puck? Um, the biggest adjustment for me was probably the speed. The speed is a, little, like, a lot different. Yeah, and talk about the biggest improvement you've made to your game as well after your first year in college hockey. Probably like reading the game, like understanding that these girls are good. They know exactly what you're doing. You have to have a few tricks. And that was probably the biggest thing I had to improve on. Now, this past year was obviously a little bit different compared to other seasons in college hockey. What type of challenges did your team have to face and how did you deal with those challenges? Well, this year was crazy because quarantine throughout the year was hard during school. Not being on the ice for two weeks was also hard. But my team was lucky enough that we only got a bad case of COVID just before playoffs. So we played all regular season and then had a little scare and we made it out just in time for playoffs. So we got lucky. Yeah. And you also didn't play in front of any fans this year. How did you adjust to not having that crowd noise on the ice? So I never really had fans back home because it was our parents and they weren't that loud. But so I wasn't that bad for me, but my teammates were telling me like it was weird. And I know UNH put the cardboard cutouts in the stadium. Did that make a difference for yourself? Because some players said the cardboard cutouts did make a difference and other players said they didn't really notice them at all. It felt like less 
I don't know. I didn't really think about this. Mm. The noise was gone. So like that, that was hard. But seeing that like the stage, like not stage, seats, yeah, not being empty did help me, I think. Yeah, I know. And I think the UNH had a ton of cardboard cutouts because I've seen some other college hockey stadiums, especially in Hockey East. And UNH had basically the entire stadium filled up with cardboard cutouts. I thought that was really neat. Yeah, I loved it, honestly. Like it felt less empty. Now, obviously, hopefully fans will be back in the stadium next year. How excited are you for that? I'm pretty excited. I want, we need some Wildcats. We need some Wildcats. Now, do you have any celebrations planned when you score your first goal with the crowd? Like, do you plan to do an Ovechkin style, jump in front of the student section, or are you still, like, planning it out? I haven't even thought about it. I'll probably, I'll probably jump, not going to lie. Like, that's, that's pretty fun. Yeah, and when, when that happens, we can reference back to this podcast where you predicted yep. that you're going to jump, and I'll definitely promote that goal and stuff like that. Of course. I hope awesome. so. Awesome. Well, you also had to deal with many schedule changes throughout the season as well, especially in hockey. So you didn't even know who you were going to play until the Tuesday before the weekend series. What was that like trying to be flexible and how did you deal with, how did you mentally stay prepared for all those changes and postponements that happened to your schedule? We just, well, me personally, I was like, every team we play, you're going to have to play hard. So that didn't change. Like if any team we played, like you had to give it your all. But it was hard sometimes, like, let's say when we played Northeastern, we'd, like, prepare that week to play Northeastern. And then if it switched, like, to another team, like, you had, like, just done all the videos and everything, like, you practiced to play that one team. But then it switched. That was hard. That was hard to adjust to. And did your approach change preparing for teams or preparing for games this year compared to other seasons you've played in juniors? I don't know. I feel like I was more relaxed. How weird is that? I was more relaxed in these games because I knew, like, like, you just go out there and play. Like, I'm not trying to get anything else. Like, I got what I've always wanted, and I'm here to play. Mm-hmm. And something that was introduced to college hockey this year was three and three overtime. What was that like for yourself as an offensive player to have more space on the ice and have more offensive opportunities to score goals? No, it was fun. It feels like pond hockey. Like, you have the puck, and it's all you, and you got to go. Now, I want to ask you about some things that happened during the regular season because your team had some success. You guys beat number eight team in the country, Boston University, in the start Mm -hmm. of the year. You also beat the number 10 team in the country in Providence, and then you beat the number one team in the country, Northeastern, in a shootout. How did those type of wins help your team heading into the playoffs this year? We were happy that we beat BU in Providence, but Northeastern, that that was a big game. That was a big game. We prepared hard that week hard like we were video an hour ice like full two-hour practices just like figuring it out like because we're like a young team so like all of our older girls were like you need to be you need to be focused so it took a lot for us freshmen to like actually understand like you have to focus for this game and when we did like we'd win like that's like what, what our outcomes would be and I was happy about that and just how important was that when I guess heading into the playoffs against Holy Cross beating a team like Northeastern it gave us a lot of boost. It did. I wish it would, we ended it early before shootout because then people would talk about it more. <laughs> but it was still it did it gave our team some swag. And when Paige got that shootout goal, what was going through your head uh, when you won that game? Paige always like in practice always does some sick moves like this. Her move like she went in. I'm like Paige. I know you see it. Like I we all were like I think she has it. Like you could feel it. And then when she scored, oh, we were so happy. Like, I, we ran off that bench. 
And Whittemore Center is a much bigger rink than other arenas in college hockey. How did you adjust to the bigger ice sheet? Cardio. I had to run a lot more. Um, it was hard in the beginning. Not gonna lie. First few practices on that on that big guy it was so hard. But after after a bit, like I learned to love it in a way. And another thing that people don't consider is you guys playing the Olympic ice sheet for one home game, and then you guys got to go on the road against a team like Merrimack and UConn, whose ice sheet is much smaller than Whittemore's. How do you adjust to that, and how do you try to make that transition from a game-to-game basis? I like small aces. I do, because I feel like you can't mess up. Like, you have the puck, you, you have to go. Like, and then on our big ice, like, you always have a little bit more time. That was probably the hardest thing to adjust to, like, not knowing. Like, you don't have as much time as the big ice. Now, before the playoffs, like you just said, your team had to sit out for two weeks because of some positive cases. What did you guys do during those two weeks to prepare for Holy Cross in the playoffs, especially not having any ice time for practices? We ran the stairs in our quarantine building. That's what we did. We just ran the stairs. And we went out into, like, the courtyard because we actually couldn't leave. Like, we were in a little prison, um, actually. Um, just the stairs. We literally just booked it up and down those stairs. That's a good workout, though. People don't consider that way. Just no, worth it's it. It's horrible. Calories. I know it's crazy. At least you got to go out a little bit instead of staying in that small dorm room because that can be kind of like it can make you go crazy. No, we like went crazy. We would all like Facetime each other. Me and my roommate were like neighbors, and we would like talk through the wall. Like it was, it was bad. Yeah. Now let's talk a little bit about that game versus Holy Cross because you guys played fantastic. You scored that great goal in the first period to kind of get the tone set for the rest of that game. Uh, talk about that win. What do you remember from it? And just how important was that win heading into Northeastern the following weekend? That win was kind of crazy because we we came in, we're like, I was tired from being quarantined. Like our bodies weren't tired, but like mentally, like we were tired. But we knew that once we touched that ice, because we hadn't touched in a while, we were going to go. We were going to go. We were going to show them what we could do. And that's what we did. Now, what was going through your head when you scored that goal in the playoffs just because it was kind of like an odd man rush and you just crashed the net and then the defender was there as well, but you still managed to put the puck in the net. What was going through your head when you scored that goal? Because I thought that was awesome. I, I was thinking, Brianna's going to pass this to me. And if I don't score this, she's going to be mad. She is going to be mad because we're like that. Um, so I, when I got it, I was like, I need to shoot this. Like the girls were right there. So basically right when I shot it, I got drilled from behind. I was like, oh, no. But I shot it, and I just saw this little gap at the bottom, and it went in, and I was Mm -hmm. so happy. That's awesome. You unfortunately lost the next game, though, against Northeastern in the playoffs. Talk about that game, and what do you think could have you guys, your team could have done better to win that game? Because in my opinion, the score didn't really reflect how close that game actually was. I feel like we all got down in the dumps, and we couldn't get back up. Like, probably myself, too. Like, I was sad. Like, we were upset. But we should have turn that around instead of going downhill but it happened and we did learn from it we had a huge talk about it now how was playoff hockey different from regular season hockey in your opinion way more excitement you feel more adrenaline like there's like everything on the line and like anyone can win anything and obviously this year in hockey's playoffs were single elimination format how is that going to be different compared to next year when it's going to be like a series a two or three game series I, I like the series more, to be honest. Um, but the elimination was like, you're either in or you out. Like, you better show up to play or else you're not going to make it. Now, when you reflect on this past year, what do you hope to take? What do you take away from it? And what are you going to use from this past year to heading into your next year? I'm going to take 
having a winning mindset, like going into every single game. Like every game, you're going to win. You have to think that or else you're not. That's what I want to take into next year. And what are some of your goals and expectations for yourself and for your team for next season? I hope my team, we're going to come, we're going to come swinging. I feel like we had an okay year. We could have done better, but next year, I feel like people are going to, people are going to be scared. Definitely. Definitely. I'm already scared talking to you. I think it's going to be a fun <laughs> team to watch and I'm not even playing in any of the games. I know. Now talk about the upperclassmen and how do they help your freshman classes transition into college hockey since you guys had one of the biggest freshman classes compared to other teams in Hockey East? It was weird because we were like, we had our little group because there was a big eight of us and it, the gelling in the beginning was hard because like the older people and there's so much younger people that we had like two groups. But then like we had so much team bonding to fix that. And then now it's like, we are a family. We are a little family. And we only have, I think, three or four recruits coming next year. And, like, that's less than us. So I feel like it'll be easier to make put them in. But I do say our captain, Ava Boudelier, really helps with keeping us connected and not apart. Yeah, and how do you, help, how do you help, try to help next year's? How do you, what are your plans to help next year's freshmen, I guess, bond with the team? Beach day right when they get to, right when they get to school. We got to go right to the beach, and we all got to hang out. Nice, nice. Have you gotten the chance to meet any of them or not really? No, um, I've met Judicus. She's from Ontario. I haven't like met her, but like I've, I know where she is and like we've had probably a conversation. But the other two, I don't know. Now talk about what it's like playing in hockey and just the competition you face every night because it, in my opinion, it's one of the best co- conferences in women's college hockey. It's hard. It's like every game, like you have to come to play or else you're going to lose. Like you, it's so close. You can like feel it. Like every game, it's like you might win this. And that's when you have to like push through. Definitely. Now I want to ask you about some of the teammates you get to play with. The first teammate is Julia Scammell, who was obviously a big leader on your team as a senior. What is she like as a teammate, both on and off the ice? And just talk about the leadership that she brought to your team this year. Scam is a She's So we're both the giants of the team. We are both the tall sisters. Uh, Scam, she has the longest stride I've ever seen because of her height. And like she can get the full reach. I can't do that, but she can. And then off ice, Scam is the sweetest person. She is like, I don't think she's ever said a mean thing in her entire life. Like she is down to earth and very nice person. Now you also get to play with Avery Myers. Talk about what she like, what she is like as a teammate, both on and off the ice. Because every time I watch her play, she's like a goal scoring machine. It's like one, two, three goals per game. Yeah. It's like. Avery's a fireball. That girl on ice, she like practice everything. Like she like she will she will beat you in the corner if you're not ready. Like she's coming to battle and she shows that. And then off ice, Avery. I love me and Avery are like crazy together. Like she is honestly like the kindest person I probably like got to know. Like deep down, like she's always tough, but she is she's a kind. Now, another teammate I want to ask you about is Charlie Kettle, another one of your members of the freshman class. What's she like as a teammate, both on and off the ice? And just talk about how great of a defenseman she is. We call each other cousins because we have, like, the same hair color and, like, everyone asks if we're we're related. She's actually my neighbor. Like, she lives right there. Um, So we've gotten really close over, like, this past year. I'm so happy I met her. Like, actually my sister. And then on ice, that girl, that girl can shoot. She can shoot, and she can get the puck out. 
she knows what she's doing. Now the last teammate I want to ask you about is Lindsay Dumond. What's she like as a teammate both on and off the ice and just talk about the leadership that she brings as well. Dumont works out like a crazy person. This girl can lift. She doesn't look like it, but she can lift almost like the most amount on our team. She's always in the gym. She's like a gym, gym rat. Loves it. She loves to work out. That motivates me. Like that's what we all look up to. That's a huge role model for all of us. And then on the ice, she works as hard as she does in the gym on the ice. Now we're now in a segment I like to call the non-hockey segment where I ask you some non-hockey questions. My first question to you is if you could have lunch with anyone in the world, who would it be and why living or dead? Whoa. I thought of Barack Obama right when you said that. I don't know why. I just feel like he was the president. He's empowered. You know, I feel like that'd be a, that'd be a good lunch. Now, what is your biggest pet peeve? I'm curious. You seem like you don't get bothered by too many things, but is there anything that bothers you a lot? Loud gum chewers. Mm-hmm. You chomp on the gum, it gets me a little bit. Yeah, I would say for myself, it's probably slow drivers, it, especially when you need to get somewhere. And being in New England, there's sometimes people who don't know how to drive on the roads because it's different driving here versus other parts of the country. So yeah. that would be my biggest pet peeve. I have to agree with that. I don't like slow drivers, but not my biggest pet peeve. Yeah. Now, what is your favorite class you've taken so far in your first year in college? My tourism class. I love that. Like, I want to be a travel agent, so like my tourism class is perfect. I love it. All we do is talk about traveling, and that's everything I want to do. What place would you want to travel to? Like, what's on your bucket list? I guess. Bucket list. I have a few. There's a few. I want to go to Bora Bora as soon as possible. I need to go to Hawaii, and then I need to go to Greece because it's just gorgeous. Yeah, I've never been anywhere besides Texas. That's the furthest I've ever traveled. So I need to start getting out there a little bit more. The one place I would love to visit is Banff National Park. I think it's in Alberta. That place looks awesome. I'd love to visit there one day. Got to go in the winter when the ice sheet. Oh, that'd be pretty. Have you been there before? I have not, but um, we hold out of like the, there's like the Canada, the Canada goes there. Like that's where they do their training, Canada hockey team. And then, so Charlie's been there and she shows me all these photos and they're amazing. Yeah, I know. I've seen some pictures like from National Geographic and it's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Like some of the shots they get and then some of the animals that are there as well. It's like, it's just, it looks like an unreal experience. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, which teammate is the funniest in your opinion? Tamara Thiers. She's got to be the funniest. Obviously you have the best style on the team, but beside yourself, who has the best style on the team? Um, I don't have the best style. No, I do not. Um, but I do think Tam and Jada, they love their style. They do love their tape on their socks. They they use like half a roll every game. Now, who is the messiest teammate? I I don't want to give it to myself, but I'll give it to my roommate, Kyla Ben. But she's not. But like we both together are. Mm-hmm. Who's the cleanest teammate then? Like who, who keeps their locker room the tidiest, I guess. I want to say Charlie, Charlie Kettle. She always, everything's folded. Now, which teammate is the best chirper? Ooh, I feel like Avery would be. I feel like Avery gets that award. Now, what is your favorite app to use, I guess, on your phone? Instagram. I love Instagram. Always on Instagram. I feel I'm more of a YouTube guy. I think it's cool because yeah. you can just watch like any type of videos you want. Mm-hmm. The only thing is with YouTube is the ads. I don't know if you feel the same way. They're, they're getting ridiculous. I feel like every video I watch, it's like 18,000 ads you have to deal with. Oh no. 
I don't watch that much YouTube, but I feel like it could be bad. Nice, nice. Who who has the best social media on the team, in your opinion? Social media. Emily Requin. She gets that. Nice. Now, final question to you is, what music do you like to listen to just on a general basis or before games? Oh, I'm everything. Mostly EDM for me. Like, I just love zoning out the beats and the music. But then me and Charlie do, me and Charlie, we're both the Ox people. Charlie, Charlie, we go rap. We go rap sometimes. But I like EDM. Nice. Do you have a go-to artist? Because I'm a big EDM guy myself. I'm more of a Martin Garrix, Kygo guy. Just yes, vibes I go. But before games, usually like Avicii, just because some of his stuff can fire you up. No, I agree. Like Timmy Trump is like the team favorite, but Avicii. Nice, nice. Well, back to some hockey questions now. My first one to you is: What do you think should be done to help grow women's hockey? In your opinion. I think we're doing an okay job with whatever's happening, like everything that's happening right now with the professional women's league and it's growing. And I feel like we're going in the right direction. And if we keep pushing that way, I feel like we'll go, we'll, it'll be good for development. Now, obviously the world championships were canceled and then rescheduled sometime in August. What was your reaction to that entire situation? I was upset when they were canceled because I know the men's team has like backup plans on backup plans. And when it got canceled, I was like, so it's just done. So like, we don't get anything else. But then when it was rescheduled, I was like, thank you. We do, we do deserve that. Mm-hmm. But it, it was, I was, I was upset. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you, especially because there's no backup plan, but I try to have a positive mindset on it because it's going to be in August and there's not going to be a lot of sporting events going on. Yeah. in August. So hopefully it brings more attention to women's hockey. Of course. Now, what advice would you give a younger player who is trying to pursue a division one college hockey scholarship? Start doing chin-ups. I don't know why, because in Ontario, we get fitness tested and we have to do six chin-ups. And that was the, probably the hardest thing I had to learn how to do. Now, do you have like any shout-outs you'd like to give uh, to any of your teammates, family members, or friends? I know I mentioned some of them throughout the interview, but if, if there's anyone I forgot to mention, feel free to shout them out. No, like everyone I mentioned like, are my favorites. <laughs> no one else. Well, Paige Rand, I gotta give her a shout out. Nice, nice. Well, shout out to her and shout out to you, Siobhan. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate your time. It means a lot to me. I wish you all the best this off season. Hopefully you get on the rollerblades and start dangling some people. I think that'll be fun to watch. Stay safe, take care. And I just want to let you know that you're one of my favorite freshmen in college hockey. And it was a pleasure getting to watch you this year. And I can't wait to see the big things that are coming for yourself in the upcoming future. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you to everyone who listened to today's episode. I really appreciate it, and it means a lot to me. Make sure you follow our social media accounts, and I'll see you guys next time with another great episode. But until then, take care, everyone, and have a great day. Bye. start to dry Even when the sun begins to shine again Taking all the advice there is and none of it has helped Experience has made me realize that I won't build my life on empty words Being so damn naive it only hurts I'm so tired
Made me real. 